All right, everybody, it's another edition of the DMV Sports Roundtable. How the heck is everybody doing? George Wallace is here. Jamal is here. Dimitri and Chris are not. Where are they? On assignment again? You keep saying on assignment. The They're on vacation. Well, I try to make it sound. I try to make it sound. Just professional. don't lie to the people. They're on vacation. All right, They're that's right. We've got two having a good time with very capable cool re- drinks replacements in the studio with More us. More than capable. Our friends from the sports capital: Ben Standing, Brian McNally. Gentlemen, who have joined us before, yes. thanks for coming back. What is glad to uh, pinch hit, glad to come in and pinch hit for the for the boys. Uh, nothing like late night preseason football, huh? Oh. Let's get that out of the way. But oh, you know what? Yeah, I was saying this: the game was, and Brian and I, we were talking about this last night in our mile walk to the car. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a three hour game. Games like that, when you get in the third, fourth quarter with these fourth stringers, yep, yeah, you're looking at three and a half hours, three, it, four. Even the New England game, George, was not bad, right? No. Like it was okay. Uh, so. Let's hope that the eight continues. o'clock start sucks. No, that was terrible. It says everything about preseason that you guys are excited that the game was only three hours. <laughs> oh, it's all I do in the <laughs> yeah. first in the first half, like at, during timeouts. I'm like, this is moving. Okay, yeah. I like this. And it's I don't want to say it's like the old baseball thing. You don't want to say how fast the game's moving, but halftime was only yeah. an hour and twenty minutes. I think mm-hmm. first yep. half. It moved yeah. well. I bet. It moved well. All right. I mean, I see it from a different perspective. You guys are there. Yes, well, you and didn't working. have to. Yeah, as soon as no, the game's over, you turn the TV off. I'm at home cussing it in my television. You know, like regular folks, but. Yeah, you like Michael Phillips whole last night. Level. That's right. Oh, the Times Dispatch Times. editor, our, our good friend. Even though it's preseason, I get I get riled up when I see the burgundy and, and, and gold on the field. I can't help it. You, All right. you, were you getting riled up for that game last night? I get riled up in anything. I, if I was at a practice, I might get riled up. Well, Jay Gruden will like you because Jay Gruden was saying, don't discount the win. Yeah. I will discount the win. I mean, kudos winning is better than losing. Well, no, it, not in terms of, I get riled up <laughs> not, not yeah. in terms of the score. I don't care about the score. I'm looking at the young players that we had. Who's stepping out? Who's you want making to see performance? Plays. You want yeah, to that's, see? I'm, that's yeah. what I'm looking at. I'm I'll, looking at it strictly based on performance and who jumps out and who looks like they've got a good shot to make the 53. Who I need to maybe pay attention to a little bit more. But in terms of the score, I I could care less. All right, well, let's scores. start from the top. Let's start with the offense first. You saw 11 play, 71 yard drive, ending in a field goal, red zone issues again. again. That's fine though. Can you take anything away from it? Yeah, I mean, I think you want him to look. Uh, you wanted Alex to look smooth. You wanted look. He didn't have, he didn't have his guys. He didn't have Jordan Reed. He didn't have um, Trent didn't play. Trent didn't play. Crowder didn't play. Crowder. Like those guys, you know. And look, he did well enough without those guys. Yeah, he did fine. I thought, you know, moved the ball around. Uh, to took a, that a first, hit. He yeah, have, about to say that, shouldn't have that taken. first one scared the hell out of me. I didn't like. I think that. everybody scared. <laughs> I did not like that at all. Uh, Jay, what did Jay say sarcastically? He's like, nice, pretty nice play call. Play call by me. <laughs> you know, he's trying to protect his QB and he gets smoked on the first play. But um, well, but all in all, it was a good. It was a. That's exactly what you wanted to see. Did, no one got hurt. Right. Good drive. Punch. Punch the ball in with a field goal. They can work on the red zone stuff, obviously, but they got to get their guys back too. They got to get Jordan and. Doxon more involved in all that stuff and, and take yeah. care of that. Doxon, Vernon, Rob Kelly had catches last night. I thought yep. he looked, yeah. for what it was with a small sample size, mm-hmm. he looked in control, I thought. He looked poised. He's so a veteran cornerback. So yeah. you're saying based on that, you like that? Oh, boy. Wait, someone did say that last <laughs> Spade night. Spade said that. Spade, Spade said that. Ran through the locker room and said that last yeah, night. That's... But to me, it's, it's he looked <laughs> fine. He looked relaxed. You know, He looked poised, <laughs> like you said. But there's still that concern with Jay Gruden's offense that they move the ball great from 20-yard line to 20-yard line. They move the ball up and down the field, no problem. Once they get to the 20, it inside the 20, that's when we start to have problems. That game should have been 21-3. to 
I, I mean, in, in fairness eight. to them, again, like I said, they had that nobody was playing. I mean, if you're telling me all the Jordan Reeds out there and they have Chris Thompson and all, I that, get that. That's a whole other and Trent Williams. But yeah, yes, it, it's a concern going into the season. The bigger guys. Yeah, I mean, done, I'm just but. saying because it's been an issue before. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to continue to be that way. I don't anticipate it being that way. I think they w- are capable of putting up a lot more points. I think Trey Quinn should have caught the ball too. He yes. ran a bad route. Right. I mean, it was there. it was a good play by the the, the ball was there. It was See, a good the play thing. by not, the receiver. He's not an option on third. Right, Jamison Crowder's in opening there week of the season. Right. But he, I mean, he should have <clears> caught it. He he didn't. I don't think he ran the crispest route in mm-hmm. the world. Uh, it was a good play by the DB. The ball was where it's supposed to be. He just didn't come down with it. You, know, you have things like that happen. But I think that also during the regular season, you'll see some of that zone read stuff that uh, he liked to do with, with Kirk. And Smith is much more mobile and, and better at doing this sort of thing. they don't game plan for this stuff, like no. red zone stuff. No, it's, it's, it's no, pretty vanilla. There's no red zone Colt practice. said that last night, too. I was thinking the, Col- that's why I was thinking yeah. that we were saying that. Colt, Colt, said Colt McCoy was like, we don't really – we didn't do much of any game planning for yeah, red it's, zone it's, stuff. It's so. pretty vanilla. Like Joe, it's not as vanilla as Joe Gibbs – Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense used to be because that would just you know, turn around, and hand the ball off, and that's it. He put no wrinkles in it at all. Well, and it's actually why some people said that they actually will probably ultimately get more out of the three joint practices with the Jets because yeah. since none of that is on tape, they actually could do specific packages. Maybe mm-hmm. you're not game planning, but like you could say, okay, we want to do this. Whereas out there with everybody watching, Monday, you know, Monday yeah. Night Football and all that, right. uh, no, no, we're not showing anything for the sense. Cardinals yeah. in Week One and and and. and uh, and, and all that. I will say also this: like one thing about a game like this, because we're missing all these pieces. You mentioned Trey Quinn's in there. We get all excited about guys like Cam Sims, Cam, who we'll yeah. talk about, yeah. and Trey Quinn and Danny Johnson has been my bandwagon guy and all that. But the difference is that those guys won't be playing on Sunday, and right. the, mm-hmm. the guys who will be playing are better than them right now. And that is the difference. Like you, you recognize that as, as excited as everybody gets about the you know Cam Sims and all that, it's it's excited. For an interesting story at the end of the roster, it is not likely to make a difference whether they win They're the NFC East. They're inactive on game days if they make the right. right, and that is something I think every, probably myself too. We all sort of get caught yeah. up in the this is interesting because I like roster battles, right. but ultimately in terms of whether they're going to win this year, it is not about no. those guys. I mean, I'm saying like the fourth, fifth running back, fourth running back. Well, now it depends, but fourth running back makes the team. He's, he's, he he's inactive on Sundays. I think it's more of a going forward because this is the first time in a long time this team has had a glut of young talent. On both sides of the ball. Yeah. And I think when people are getting excited, I don't think it's, for me anyway, it's not for this season mm-hmm. or even maybe next season. It's for what we're developing in years to come, that we have young players that come through the draft, whether it be uh, undrafted free agents, whatever. But there's young talent there to build up and develop, and that's how you develop uh, perennial contenders. You you build year after year after year. And I think people are getting excited some people, delusional people, are getting excited <laughs> for right now. People like myself are excited because that's talent we can groom and develop, and this team will get much better as it goes on. Because look at—I mean, the offense, the defensive line. Yeah, let's talk I about mean, that. Come that on, was, that was impressive. As Josh Norman said, the boys are hunting. Yeah, yeah. and that, that wasn't even the full group because I and I United didn't I-Nitis play I-Nitis, in there. Right. Um, and, and by the way, I would say this to, to bring it to the now. The thing that is interesting about now is. The it, what it, what it appears is the amount of guys who they will have to cut that other teams will want. Oh, and yeah. that is something that's is, very different that's than, than years past. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of like good football players that will be cut by this yeah. team. Right, I mean, they're doing a good job of bringing guys in, not even just guys that they're drafting. And of course, they're going to want to kind of keep their own guys. So just because they keep yeah. them doesn't mean it was maybe the right call. But it appears that they have 
in some spots, I don't want to say an overflow of talent, like it's like unbelievable, but they have a lot of guys who look like NFL players and they're not all going to make the team. Yeah, I my guy that jumped out last night finally got some snaps. I've been talking about Martez Carter for a long time, and I'm glad that he got the opportunity. No, he probably won't make the 53, and hopefully he can go on the practice squad, but he's just, if you see him, he's an exciting player. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of uh, Darren Sproles-ish. Uh, in his size, and, and he's got great balance and speed and all that. And he can contribute in, in, in the kicking game. So I'm excited just if, if they keep him on a practice squad that he's somebody that can be around. I'll say this. I hope going – you can't cut a quarterback now, but I hope we just carry two because Kevin Hogan is not worth – Holding oh, up a spot for That's, one of these, yeah, I think you know, so. one of these uh, DBs, a Danny Johnson, or one of these wide receivers, because there's so much more well, young talent and, for that, him to, to take up a spot that somebody else doesn't get. Did you see the game-winning too. drive? He's gone. I, he's terrible. He's gone. I declared him cut weeks ago. That's all you yeah, know. he's after after the first <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> After the first, and, and you guys have been to practice, and and you've seen a whole lot more it's of him. Been a little rough. To I watch. don't need to see any more than I been saw rough. against New England. That's that's enough for me. Yeah. Any first of all, the huge red flag is you are a Browns cast off. That's the first red flag right there. So what do you expect from? I mean, you give him a chance, but he's know. shown why he couldn't even make it on the Browns. Yeah, seriously, like I, I I don't know what your other priorities are in life. Just focus on those. There's no there's nothing <laughs> to discuss here. Kevin Hogan's not making the team. They 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 got rid of Nate Sudfeld, who was actually their draft pick. Who, if I say he has any promise, it's Philly it's fans going been, nuts about him. Been a couple go, percent. Yeah. Hogan, going crazy. No, no offense, Brian. There's no there's nothing yeah. going on here. And I don't know who Sad it was. For my guy. They keep cutting my my guys from Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. AJ Francis. You know what? Come on. I don't. <laughs> And I don't want. I don't. I'm not trying. To, I don't want to bash the guy because he is a local guy, and I do want to see him do well. Mm-hmm. But damn, come on, man! They I can't have, get behind that. And they just have too many other, as as we've said, at, yeah. at corner, at on the defensive line, they have too many good young players that you need those roster spots. You can't yeah. really afford. They're not in position. Colt is a legitimate backup. He's been in the system. You don't I need think, a third string. I apologize to Colt, and I apologize to George because I've been. I've been against Colt for quite some time. Yeah. Because, okay, remember. When I told you Colt was going to start the season. He was going to be the starter, and I had a a fit. I don't even want to hear that. He did have a fit. But he has, I will give credit where credit is due. You know that I do that. If I do get on people, I am big enough to say, you know what? In this instance, maybe I was wrong. You're going to apologize to these two then? You were getting on them before? For what? I'm just kidding. George is stirring the pot. He's about to make me cuss on air. But (laughs) he has played very well the last two games. You can see why Jay Jay likes it. I see it now. I see it now. I mean, you don't see Colt often enough. And I think I just got to the mindset that he has bounced around and been what he's been for so many years. Like, I know what I got in Colt McCoy. You're good to win a game or two against the Cowboys and just go sit down. Right. But that is key, though, because there are have been a lot of people. I don't know if George is one of them, so hopefully I'm not disparaging the host here. But like a lot of people over the last few years have said that Colt should just be the starter. And, and that, totally I've never, that. Right, I've never totally. said that. The fact that they and when, you know, when this whole Kirk Cousins thing was playing out, the question was, well, would they go Colt McCoy and say draft a quarterback in round one and go mm-hmm. with him? And I was like, eh, I don't know, not for trying yeah. to win. And obviously they went out and made a big play to get Alex Smith. So, right. yeah, Colt McCoy has a level. He seems to be accepting that. Yeah. And they seem to be recognize that the grass isn't always greener. We don't just need to go out and get somebody who maybe is flashier. Mm-hmm. He's solid. He knows what we want to do. 
And uh, yeah, I think if they have to throw him into a game for whatever the reason, they they won't feel like oh we have no chance. It's and great the, to be Cole McCoy, he, we, right? Oh, he what seven mil? He played down last no, year. Four, he's uh, four snaps in two years, yeah. I think. And I, I, think I had said I had said that about Colt. That I said it was it could be in play that they could go that route if they had. And and start him the season yeah. because Jay trusts him so much. Yeah, and, and to a if fault. Jay wasn't on the potential, if Jay wasn't at least warm, correct. Then maybe yes. That's a good but point. if he had a year to play with, correct. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's you, a good yeah, point. Yeah, that and that give the organization credit. They looked at it and said, okay, we could do Colt for a year and then draft a quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if we're going to get a quarterback. They were drafting True. thirteen, right? So right. they weren't one hundred percent sure. Trading up after the RG3 debacle Mm-mm. is a non-starter nope. for this organization. They're just not going to do it. <laughs> ever. Ever again. Maybe no. ever again. Never. So if you're not going to trade up to get one of the, you know, to get whoever you wanted to get out of that draft, and, you know, you you're look at it and you go, Colt and a young guy who's maybe not our first choice, man, that, with with a group of players that are in their late 20s, yeah. Yeah, Trent, right. Jordan, Kerrigan, yeah. right. the Pro Bowl guys are in their prime, right but like now. not Josh, for much longer. DJ, yeah. Yeah. And Gruden is under contract, but not for much longer. Mm-hmm. You, Josh Norman, DJ, all those guys. Um, th- this was not a team that was in position to say, all right, we'll go Colt and a back and a developmental guy. They had to, to their credit, they had to go fix the Kirk problem. And they at least at least did that. Now it might might only be holding serve. You might not have gotten better, but at least you're the same at quarterback for cheaper. That's, I, th- that's I worth think something. it's I'm, I think it's better. Yeah. I, I, think I do too. Does, you know what? Some people I can legit do certain things I that, think that Colt better. just can't. Uh, cousin just can't do. Right, and that's I think fair. it's better. Not only that, but I think just mentally surrounding this team. You mm. guys have seen it. I told these guys. I think you can just tell. I think you can't understate that enough. Just how much of a difference. Alex has made and makes. Yeah. Players have said it. On yeah. and, I mean, leader is what you hear. Yeah, you guys have been the down there. Too. But when I've seen interviews, the word leader comes up a lot. When Trent when, tells when us talk, this is exactly what Alex. we need, we needed. I mean, that's. Yeah. Well, think about how many times you, you ask a player about somebody else, and, they, and, they, or who, and never who it is. It could be almost all aspects of life. You ask, and, you know, especially if it's quote unquote on the record, right? Not just sort of go us gossiping in the corner. And you, you say the nice, oh, you know, it's going to be tough. He's leaving or. Yeah, boy, it was really you know great times. They have yeah. all repeatedly said, "Yeah, we weren't sure Kirk was all in last year." Yep. Right? I mean, that's been going on for yep. months. Yeah, and uh, maybe years. Maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, at least in terms of them saying it. Yeah. And, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, you right. know, and, and I and I always, especially early in training camp in the off season, I said I often would would start a question with. How excited are you that dummies like me will no longer be saying to you <laughs> about asking about Kirk Cousins' yeah. contract? And you know. Yeah. Th- yeah, the, the, it, it's it's a good uh, it's a good time now. Of course, Alex Smith still has to play, and you know I do think there's still I think there's some things about Alex Smith when you watch him play on the regular that people over time will be like, uh, yeah, yeah. kind of holds the ball a little holds too long, yep. and and where you know when the touchdown when the numbers maybe aren't where they were for Cousins, what will people say to that? The I, yards, I, I mean, Kirk, for all all we ding him, he was approaching. Five thousand yards well, that's, on the regular. That's, that's great. Smith, He's a, Smith didn't or can't. I mean, his his ceiling is four, even in Kansas City last year, right? right. So, but, see, but also the yards, where'd that get him? No, no that's, that's and thing. that's a fair point. That's the thing that's about me when it comes to Kirk. It wasn't about he looks great on paper, right? And he, you know, stuffed the stat sheet, and he looks wonderful on paper. But when it comes down to games that you need to win in prime time, you go to the playoffs or bring a team back. I didn't see him there in winning time. The numbers are all well and good. Yeah. 
But, you know, I don't care about your numbers if you're not there when the, the lights are brightest and when it's time to win a game to get your team like, to guys, the solo home runs down 8-2 in the eighth inning. You know, pad your numbers. <laughs> the empty Bob, calories. Right, Bobby, right? Bobby Bonilla. Well, Come on, that's a, that was his entire career. And and I'll say this. Like, too, the, right? the last time the Redskins really didn't have a quarterback issue where they didn't, you know, the contract wasn't a thing was 2015, right? Because Kirk... The franchise tag stuff hadn't come up. Right. Mm-hmm. Kirk was like, oh, man, I think we got a guy here. Kirk doesn't look like the same guy he did in 2014. Right. They won the division that year. Kirk played well in Philly and, and, and in the deciding game. Except that got for the them. play before the half when Pierre didn't want to run the play. Ooh, yeah, Pierre. Yeah. Pierre, not a good look. Not a good look <laughs> yeah, but for I, Pierre. I, I, I see Brian's point. Well, you're there. right, Brian. But, but that's the last time. Yeah, that and, and then the next year, then it was all the questions. What what? You know, right. they, they haven't signed him long term. Right. Is he going to be here? And that definitely took a toll on the 16 team and the 17 team. Oh, no And doubt. I saw Smith do something last night that I don't think – I don't think Kirk would have made that throw. He was under a bit of pressure, a bit of duress, kind of stepped up in the pocket, held it, and then got their first down strike to uh, Doxon. I don't think Kirk makes that play because when it's – the things start to collapse around him, Kirk either eats a sack – Throws something crazy, or something. He's and he definitely doesn't make that throw to Doxon because he doesn't not have that trust in Doxon. Right. That's the beautiful thing about Smith. Only person he's got any sort of history with is Vernon Davis. Mm-hmm. So he's coming in and everybody's got a clean slate with him, so he can create relationships and get vibes with everybody and not come in like Kirk did There's and no have have thing, his yeah. his his favorites. You know, if if it's not Reed, then he's going to Crowder. And then I'm scared to go to 18 because I don't know what he's going to do. If he drops it, I might not go back to him. Alex Smith doesn't doesn't have that just yet. So I don't think Kirk makes that play and makes it to Doxon. I don't think he makes that throw. But that's just some of the things that I see Alex Smith able to do that Kirk can't. Now, Kirk is in a great position. If Kirk can't win in Minnesota, yeah, then something something is very wrong. Because that team is Taylor May. All he has to do is just not mess it, mess it up. Don't screw it up. Easier said that, than done. That offensive line, though, is a little bit. They, little they bit lost somebody, up. didn't they? Lose? Yeah, they lost. Yeah. A, lost a, not a guard. mess it up. That's how I feel walking into this podcast. It's like don't, <laughs> don't, just don't do anything stupid. This <laughs> nah, is, it's all look, teed up. This, this, this sounds. You guys sounds, are well in this. Podcast you guys, have, thing you now. guys do your own podcast. You know. You've been here a few look, times. You guys, have, you. you guys have actual mics. I got like a couple like tin cans of string. No, you guys, are, you got like we got a <laughs> machine that has like things are moving on the screen. <laughs> like there's a lot going on in here. All right. So what about setting? What about what about guys last night that? Are starting to separate themselves. I are think fighting for roster spots, as Ben said. Look, they're gonna make the roster. Yeah. Look, the the, the twenty two players are set on this team. Right. I mean, there's no starting spot up for grabs. Let me really. ask well, this. Well, running back right now, but am I, is right? it me or am I not what, seeing Alexander? I'm, I'm just. What does that look, I, Ben? What no, do you I got? think you're right. No, 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 I'm just. I think they're. I mean, That's the true. one question was cornerback, and they got rid of Skander. Yeah. Uh, so Dunbar is good. The inside linebacker. Dunbar, you move Moreau inside. If, if like, mm-hmm. hypothetically, we don't know what Stacy McGee is ever coming back, but he it, was out it, there he, last night, wasn't he? No, he's no. on the pup list. I saw ninety. Who wore ninety two then? They have double, couple of jerseys. Oh, yeah. that was like, like Thompson's. Wearing, it was Kelly's wearing twenty five. Yeah, wearing twenty five. Yeah. Uh, Johnson's wearing twenty, 20 and yeah. Kelly's wearing twenty. But I and the dude had dreads. I was like, who is that? Is that McGee's out there already? It was ninety two. I mean, I mean, basically, if it's only realistically. Five or six roster spots in play total. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just fun to ponder them. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, there's really not that many uh, in play again. Barring remember we barring were talking injuries. about was uh, we were talking about camp. The uh, you gave me the 
that we were talking about the choices of who's you can keep two of these three. Mm-hmm. I guess Adonis Alexander is is along for the ride, huh? I've thought it. I've, That's I, what I, I said. Was, I was about to ask. I, have, I had is said it no to him, but Jay, Jay I keeps mentioning him. him. Well, has he been out there? Been Wait, no, am I missing something? No, he's got a hand. He's got the hand. Yeah, I, I keep. Not. I kept thinking like, if, let's just say they weren't having these injuries. Like if they have, like let's just say, okay, they, they have the, the injuries now with Byron Marshall, and maybe they. He, he maybe he's not available week one, mm. but they w- don't want to put him on IR. And maybe right. P Ryan's banged up, so maybe they have to add another running back. Like you, so you have to create a roster spot. I, I could imagine and this is just speculation. Alexander somehow gets the mysterious injury that puts him on IR. Oh, yeah. He clearly doesn't awesome. seem like he's ready. Right, and th- they they would have five cornerbacks otherwise. And you know, th- yeah, if you're not going to be ready to go, then you may have to you know go you know get, get, get put away. But yeah, I mean the, he's he's a guy that I think is on. Based on the 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 way the roster looks right now, yeah. I, I mean, that's just crazy. For the the cornerbacks three through six have a combined one year NFL experience. Yeah, that is crazy in the modern NFL. Three through six. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's scary, but they're they're hungry. You know, Dunbar has come leaps and bounds from being a converted wide receiver, so he's playing well. Moreau should have been a first round pick if not for getting injured mm-hmm. on his pro day. So you've yeah. got talent there. Um, I think last night, if we're talking in terms of last night, I think uh, Sims probably played his way into a spot. Of course, Robert Davis going down for the for the remainder of the year opened the door for that. I think Harris has done enough for him he to didn't get a play spot. Last night either. No, he's got an ankle. ankle Was it ankle? Yeah, ankle. Mm-hmm. But I, I think prior to that, I think he's done enough. Uh, I think they they will find a spot for Quinn just because. I think Jay wants someone oh, I think they behind Crowder who can do exactly, not exactly, but gives you some of the, the characteristics in terms of the route running in the slot and good hands that Crowder does. Because otherwise, you've got a bunch of, not docs and clones, but you've got a lot of big receivers. Cam Sims go up and get it. Uh, Mo Harris will go up and get it. So you have bigger receivers. So you had you need to kind of offset that. So it's Quinn's your six. Who's so quick oh, is ben, out? Yeah, Ben. Ben is already. Now, bought. see, and that's, that's the other thing. Ben is. How bought, much um, do they like Quicks. Quick? Ben's bought Quick's ticket to. Uh, I thought he was going to say bought his jersey. No, he's, he's, no, bought, be, he's bought his ticket to Dullis. Uh, he'll be he'll be playing for the Cowboys in by week two. Yeah, right. I mean that's how I I've, agree with that though. I I've, I've, I've felt the same way about too. Quick, but that was asking you like last time we spoke about this. You know, Jay was raving about. Quick before he, you know, got got dinged up. I always thought Quick was kind of to me. Quick's like McCoy. That had the mindset of, okay, we've seen you. Mm-hmm. I you you've been around. You want to go for the higher and, and the higher you, ceiling. Higher guy. ceiling. Yeah. And if you couldn't do nothing, you know, with the Rams, yeah, didn't do anything. So then you bounce over here. And now all of a sudden, people think you're great. You, you, to me, he's Andre Roberts all over again. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a blast! <laughs> that's I haven't a heard Paul. I haven't even thought of Andre he, Roberts. He, he played last great. night. He played. He was out there last night. Where, where is he? He's with the Jets. Jets. He was there. Oh, last I night. didn't do it. I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah someone he, mentioned he, it to me. In I don't know Maybe if he played. Somebody, I know he was there. I didn't even notice it. He someone, was with the Lions a couple years yep. ago when the Redskins uh-huh. played them. Yeah. And uh, wow, okay. Yeah, so he's he's with the Jets. I think somebody said that pregame. I don't know if it was JP or somebody. Spencer Long with the Jets. Spencer Long was there. Of course, By the way, Tim prior. Settle handled himself against Spencer Long last night. Yes, so See, that's that, what I'm saying. That's Settle, what I'm Settle may be pushing. Um, I mean, Phil Taylor hasn't played in a while, and yeah. that's a guy. Obviously, and I, and I didn't know I, how Settle's, to take. No, 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 no. He's on the plane with Quick. Yeah, okay. I think right, Settle's in there. I think you've got so you've got you've got, got, you got Payne, Ioannidis, mm, Allen. I don't know about that. And then the next man to me in that rotation is Settle. 
and then, so and then Ziggy you, is your Ziggy is your vet, and then you know that's it. That's your that's six it. guys. Yeah. So good. you don't think they're rest? I, I couldn't tell how to take what Tom Sula told us the other day about Taylor. So he's fine. He's just we're just taking it. He's resting. He'll be back. He'll be on. What are you re- resting week. for? What? And just, just he's old. I mean, what, he's old, but he hasn't played much. He hasn't had. Yeah. It, Phil really does not have a lot of wear and tear. He was going to make the team last year, right? Yeah, oh, he's we agree start. on that, right? Yeah, yeah. he's going to start. He was on the start. You're not buying the start? Well, someone's not a Phil Taylor guy. No, I mean, I, I think I, last year, the way it was going, it looked like they would have given him the He hadn't played start. in four years. I get it was a good story, but right. just like, it's not, I mean, not to make the exact comparison, but it's the Marco Mitchell of the veterans. I mean, like, w- just because it seemed like a good story at the beginning of camp doesn't mean it ended that way. But, uh, you know, sure. We, we do get caught up in stories. Uh, the, the offensive lineman that we had years ago, I don't know if his name was Williams. I think he was a friend of Dockery's, the one that lost like, 300, 400 pounds, had played uh, with Buffalo for like a year. Mike Williams, I think was his name. Mike lo- Williams. Lost a ton of weight. Yeah. And then came here, and we wanted you want him to succeed. Yes, you're rooting Because for him. this guy yeah. has been out of the league for yes, years. You're right. You know, he shed, what, two, 300 pounds or something ridiculous like that. That's right. He was still a big man. Mm. But, you know, he was like 500 pounds at one point and, and you know, got back into shape. But that didn't work out. It was it was just a story, and as much as we want it to be a success on the field because it's a great story, it doesn't it doesn't always work out like that. And we can't always think just because it's a great story then that makes them a great player. That's it so, doesn't work that way. I have a question for the group. So Scandrick would have been if we had asked a, even a week ago who's the the veteran you think could be a surprise cut. Not that it was obvious, but you know Scandrick is always based on the depth at corner and his contract. Mm-hmm. His age, his injury history, you could make maybe say, yeah, he's a, he could be a, a surprise cut. Well, who's left? Who would be the guy that you would say? Because somebody will not make this team that we all think, no matter how yeah. smart we think I we mean, are. Somebody's not going to make this team. Probably goes, probably goes Ziggy. I would guess. If I originally would have, I would have said Kelly or Samaje. Yeah, okay. I would have, I would have gone Kelly. I if we, but not anymore, right? No, not anymore. No. Well, you know at, at this, this point, is... they got to bring Riggins back. They have so few injuries. I mean, so so but few you know healthy what? guys. This, this is what I want to say about Kelly. And right now, despite uh, Fit Rob, P- yeah, Fit I, I didn't call him Fat Rob. But despite P Ryan's propensity to put the ball on the floor, sometimes at least he's he knows. I know what type of runner he is. I don't think Rob knows what type of back he is anymore. Losing the weight. Because it doesn't seem like last last year it seemed like he was a power back. Now he's lost weight, but you still don't see the burst mm-hmm. that you would expect. Well, he wanted from losing the weight. I don't know if he's in, and it looks like he's in his mind. He's being patient, like Le'Veon Bell. But to me, sometimes he just looks hesitant, like he just does not know where to go. And I don't think that, and he's not. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, but he's not. That's not his forte. So I don't think he's running like a person that doesn't really know what his identity is as a running back. And that's what the coaches would always say with him, right? Was they 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 at least love that if he got hit, he could always get for he'd always get the two extra yards. He doesn't do he, that. He, don't, he if he's not doing that, I mean that was his strength, right? Yeah. So what what is doing he that, doing? What, yeah. Where where is he at? So. Because to me, the, here's the thing with P. Ryan and and why he should be given the opportunity, but. It, it might not work because of how Jay runs things. P. Ryan's the type of runner that he needs to get into a rhythm. He gets stronger as the game goes on. you got to feed him. Jay has not shown the consistency in sticking to the running game. Except for you look at the Rams game last year, and as good as their defense is, they ran for over 200 yards mm-hmm. on them. 
And he had that commitment to the run. Now, if you have that sort of commitment to the run on a weekly basis, then P. Ryan will definitely grind it out and be your workhorse. But if you're not going to commit to the run, he's not going to be effective because he's not going to get into his rhythm. He's the type of runner that needs to be fed. Marshall, I don't Did Marshall help himself at all? I don't think he did. Yesterday? Don't, two, no, don't return punts. Don't return punts anymore. Take him off of that. I like uh, you mean Danny um, Johnson returned a punt last night. That no, I'm talking about good. Marshall. Oh. Don't yeah. They've they've tried a that's lo- fine. They tried well, a bunch of guys. Trey they tried Quinn returned Quinn. a punt. They tried Quinn and Stroman. Um, I think Johnson I think and Stro- Stroman, Stroman have, looked, have have been the best. Stroman yeah. looked the best. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, because they're well, decisive. Mo Harris doesn't have. Uh, he doesn't have that, that quickness though. He's no, kind of a long strider. If your thing is like, all right, let's just not have any botches. Let's not have the Jamison Crowder fumble three times every three weeks. I can see Mo Harris being the like. Let's just put him back. He may not just return one, safe. but, but maybe he's getting fifteen yards every time. But I mean, well, Strowman and and, and I like Johnson and look pretty short-handed, and you yeah. know, and they look like they can make something happen. Uh, Trey Quinn is is an option. So, but now I hope the coaches know that Marshall is not your option back here. Please leave him out of that. Heard that, Jay? All right, let's before we wrap this segment, move on. Let's talk real quick. Next week, week three. Ben, what do you want to see from these guys? Is the entire offense going to play at least a half? First string? Trent, Jameson, those guys going to be out there? Well, I do think that the story this week needs to be what happens if these guys don't go. Yeah. Because I've been, okay, fine. You've been working Trent Williams back from his injury, Jordan, Jordan Reed, Reed, Chris Thompson, and Jameson Crowder or something going on. And I get that. You don't want to rush anybody if they're not ready. That's a whole separate story. But if they don't get these guys out there, it would be one thing if it was Kirk Cousins. He's played with all these guys. He knows all the rhythms, all that. This is a completely different deal. They have not had their starting five offensive line together for maybe what ten plays in, mm-hmm. in, in this whole um, this whole summer. And you haven't, you know, I bet there hasn't been one scenario where the starting eleven. Jay have, said that he goes, "I'd like to get my whole team on the field once." Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so I do think this is becoming a thing. Like everybody keeps talking about how they zero and four and getting week ones under Gruden. And you know, when you look at the schedule, starting off, yeah. you know, zero and two. By the way, yeah, when, they're not they're not starting at home against the Browns. They're starting on the road against the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a presumably a healthy Cardinals team yeah. got everybody. And got no, some of their no guys matter back. who their quarterback is, which we're not sure. Yeah, Johnson's but bad. David Johnson. Yeah. Is, is back, yeah, and but don't you? That's think, enough to, to worry you right there. Couldn't they? I, I think. I remember Jay said earlier. He said early in camp that by week three, these guys will get them in there. So don't you think they've been? I, I hope could they have tell, gone last they, night? I mean, I mean, Trent Williams they, two weeks ago when I said, "Could you play in a real game if if you have to?" He goes, "Dude, do you really have to ask me that?" Right. Yeah. So okay, I get it, but. It doesn't matter whether an individual could do it. They had sure. to do it in totality. I mean, every offensive line person who ever lives always says you have to, that's the most important group to to play together yeah. to build chemistry. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, those guys those guys have been intact, together, right? But but but, but now you have a new quarterback, and you know. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. I mean, uh, Paul Richardson and, and Alex Smith, other than Richmond, have been together for. Ten minutes, uh, right? You know, so, you know, so yeah, I just want to see that defensively. At least they were all out there. Yeah, defense is they're, they're, they're fine. Yeah. yeah, I think, and they're you know good. what I, I like about the defense? Not necessarily. I love what what they're doing up front, but even if they have in the second half, just the scheme that Maneski's put together, you can tell it's a hell of an emphasis on collapsing the pocket and getting up on the run. They've done a great job stopping the run. I mean. Even when Jeremy Hill was in, and he's been a, a starter in this league against you know guys that probably won't make this team, but they made him work for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Settle was a, a one man wrecking crew by himself in the second half of that game. 
So I just, what he's put together, I'm waiting to see how it's going to look when you have the three up front in Payne, Ionitis, and Allen with with Settle, you know, transitioning in there, yeah. for, you know, rotating in there. Very I nice. think I, this defense to me, and I've, I've thought it, but I haven't really said it, but the way they look with the talent they have and what it look like looks like Greg is doing scheme-wise, top five is not out of the realm possibility for me. I got, wouldn't be surprised. You got a chip on the shoulder, which is good. Yeah, and you know what? This that is what I loved about <clears throat> what I saw coming out of Richmond, especially this past week with the Jets. This team looks like, and Jonathan Allen said it, and we talked about it. His first interview said he want to be badasses. Mm-hmm. This defense has been searching the team, period. But the defense, especially, has been searching for an identity for years. And look, I always know you take. And on I the think they finally have one. Minuski is an animal on the field. Tom yeah. Sula's a nut. And the great thing about it is right. filters down. Yeah, yeah. and you, you, you got so many young players. You don't have a locker room full of veteran free agents that either came for a check mm-hmm. or looking for a check. You've got young guys in there, so they're coming in, and you have good veterans like Norman and Swearinger that is instilling this into the young players. So from now on. That will be the culture. That will be the identity. And any other player, whether it be free agent, draft pick, that comes through that locker room, that will be filtered through Allen, Payne, Anderson, and everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I love to see that they have that nasty mentality. That's what you have to have. And this team has not had it for 10 years. It's been a long time. Sean Taylor era defense. Exactly. Exactly. It's been a long time since they've had that. All right. One question. I just want to throw this out there. Question over here in the corner. And I've said this before, but it seems that doesn't it seems to me that Ryan Anderson would be better served inside. He doesn't seem like a NFL pass rusher to me. Ben. I mean, I think that's a question for him. For sure, his body type does not a sleek edge rusher. Yeah. No. Uh, and I think there is some question. But he did lose some weight, and I guess he I did. would just say. I don't see any moves from him. He's a lot better any... with the media this summer, too, by the way. <laughs> it, I don't it, see it any is. moves from someone, him coming off the edge. training, because that, that was not his thing the first year. Yeah. For, he, he's got a great motor. Mm-hmm. He's always around the ball. Tackling machine. That sounds like an inside linebacker to me. And see him on the outside, he just seems out of place. It might have worked at Alabama because all he didn't have to have any pass rush moves at Alabama when you have Payne and Allen and everybody else they had collapsing, you know, the pocket. It was pretty much a free run. But I'm just I'm thinking that maybe I mean, I know it's kind of uh you've got Josh Harvey Clinton, you got some weird, you know, folks in there. It's kind of jammed yeah. up. But I just think he might be better served because he's I don't want to see him be bounced out of here and not you know, we don't see his full potential because if you keep him at pass rusher, I don't know how long he's going to be here. I, I don't think he would go inside. I think he would become more of an end on the on the on the line. Get, I can get, see get, that. Get but I mean, also they use the like one they thing are. they're using is they're, they're they're using a lot of lineups with two down linemen and Kerrigan and Preston Smith. Yeah. as the end. So to some degree, he can do that. And not every end has to be the an edge rusher. And sometimes you need a guy who's a stout in the run or whatever. Yeah. I will say this is an interesting year for him because of the fact that his he last year was basically a, a washout and his mm-hmm. body type is different, his attitude mm-hmm. seems different. 
And as Brian and I have discussed the last few days, I have zero idea what Pernell McPhee has done all summer. I was about to ask about he, him next. He made, yeah, I don't know. According to some people, he's had a great camp. I will admit to ignorance that yeah. I have not noticed. So Great he, camp seems extreme. <laughs> yeah, if you're so having a great I've heard, camp. I've heard people say great camp also, but I really we also talking about that? You and I talking about that the other day? Yeah, I was saying, like, because yeah. I looked it up. It's, 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 last time somebody asked Jay Gruden about him was August 2nd. Yeah, like so, if you're having a great camp, Jay's up there going like, "Wow, Jay, Pernell is killing yeah, yeah. it." Yeah, yeah. He's, so he's talked about Petey Robertson a couple times, but right, he hasn't brought right. up. So I'm just saying to Ryan Anderson, uh-huh. right, they need Ryan Anderson to be a thing, whatever that thing is. Right. Because we don't quite know what's behind him. Right. So and yeah, also, I haven't noticed McPhee much uh, either, which we'll is see. not I mean, great. They could be holding him back a little. I mean, his body obviously is. is well, not, he's got he's got injury issues. Yeah. You know, and, and they, maybe in in this role, maybe Pernell McPhee is is someone you can use his talents best in a limited role where you don't have to play right. him 30 snaps a game or whatever it would be. You can well, kind of use him in that reserve Yeah, role. they might see him as a plug-and-play vet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been around. Yeah. He does have injury concerns, so they can be very being cautious with him trying to get him just to play a full season. But you get him you get him in the five, six, seven sack range, then, you know, add that to Kerr- and, Kerrigan and yeah. Smith. And, and, and more from him is that rolling. He's, he's great against the run. And I think yeah, that's probably yeah. the biggest draw for McPhee is that he's a run stuffer. I don't, mm-hmm. you, I really don't think you're going to see teams run all over like they did last year. By the way, real quick before I move on, I do think we should touch on the Maryland situation. Yes, yes, yes. But for Jay Gruden, huh? How about the end of the game? That clock management uses timeout, stop the clock, four seconds left, kick the field goal, winner, winner. He, he's learning. Huh? He's getting better. End of the first half, maybe not. Hey, you know, he's take, learning. Take he's learning. He can get well just because everybody crushes Jay for his clock. Man, yeah, I mean, it, Jay, and, and rightfully fair, so. I think it's a sick. Like Jay was pretty good in fifteen. Like, I thought he was yeah. good that year. He they won a bunch of games that year late mm-hmm. because or because he saved his timeouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He managed the game correctly. That went away a little bit the last <laughs> yeah. two years. Yeah. So maybe that tells you it's not a. Uh, not necessarily always a thing you can count on, or not necessarily a skill a coach has. Well, hopefully he's he's getting hopefully, to that now. Yeah. You're, you're at this you point. You've been a head coach. Yeah, long you enough. would think he's been here long enough, but yeah, he's he's that, had that enough. Needs, that needs to come back. Enough gaps and mistakes for people to to kill him on. I don't I don't blame people for that. All right, let's shift gears a couple minutes here, and let's shift to the uh, disturbing situation in College Park. Uh, these two gentlemen were very nice enough to have me on their podcast down in Richmond. We discussed it, so I know it'll be a lot of recycling guys but we haven't had a chance to discuss it here the board of regions having their meeting uh today in college park closed door meeting to kind of decide the direction they're going dj durkin's on administrative leave damon evans wallace low had the press conference the other day jordan Minaire's parents saying they're not going to reportedly discuss anything with maryland until durkin's mm-hmm. been fired yeah uh brian let's start with you as a maryland guy as well yeah i mean just a sad situation george you start start with a kid right start with jordan mcnair your job as a coach and as a school, as an administration, is to take – that's number one priority. I don't care about winning games. I don't care about any of that. It is to take care of your kids and make sure they get back to their parents safely and get better as football players, as students, whatever you want to – whatever cliches you want to use, that's your job as a coach, as a staff, as a school. And Maryland failed it, like straight up. And and for Wallace Lowe to get up and just throw the trainers under the bus, and say, it's not leadership. That's not leadership at all. You're protecting yourself. I, and I'm not even saying the trainers that maybe the, the report comes out and the trainers were wildly neg- negligent. Well, what culture was in place to right. allow negligent trainers to thrive and, and go under the radar? So uh, it goes way beyond just the head football coach or the trainers here. The school let 
him down. Jordan McNair paid the price for it, let his family down, and got to got to pay the piper for that. And I, and I think the the newest news that we've since you know this has all been repeated a ton, but the uh, the report yesterday that Wallace Lowe rejected an increase last year as far as yeah a uh, switch in how they how they who the trainers reported to, right? right? They would report mm. to the, so uh, that's, that's the medical true. school. And yeah. that's Kevin Anderson, who's no longer here, giving that stuff. That <laughs> See, report. Sure seems like seems that's like a, uh, a haymaker from the right. West Coast. But if that's true, then, I mean, come on. Well, the Post had the document. Washington Post, great reporting. I mean, to get whoever, we assume it's Kevin Anderson leaking that, but whoever yeah, I shouldn't did. shouldn't say, I mean, yeah, I'm just... Who, yeah. Allegedly, whoever leaked it to them, they have the documents. So the, they have the receipts... Tough for the administration to to pawn that off as or to justify, given what happened later, eight you know nine months later. It's tough for the administration to to pawn that off and say, well, that had nothing to do with this. And this had, not had something away. to do with something. So this is not anything that's going to go away anytime soon. Until they clean house, it even after they clean house, there still be ramifications in terms of you might have because uh, they've said that there are players that are still loyal to Durkin. You may have some decommits from people that were uh, classes that were coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have some guys that want to leave. And you may have players and parents now who are hesitant of sending their kids to Maryland maybe in the next couple of years when they see that they have righted the ship, they have really changed and, and, and cleaned up the culture and whatever they're doing in that program. But that's going to leave the program, you know, dormant for, you know, whoever, however many years, nobody knows. This is, is, to me, it's the worst of any of these scandals where you're talking about, you know, if it's Urban Meyer, if it's Art Bryles. If it's, well, yeah, a kid lost his life. Yeah, a child lost his life. And like Brian said, at the very least, it's not about bowl games. It's not about how much money you're getting from the Big Ten. It's not about, you know, winning championships or playoffs. End of the day, your number one priority as a coach, as an AD, Anybody anybody connected to the program is to ensure these kids' safety. That's the very least you can do. And it's the most important thing. Simplest thing, most important thing, is while on your watch, these parents have entrusted their children to you. That's why the child came to your school, not because he just wanted to play for your program, because his parents, his family, felt trusting enough for you to take care of their child. This is me giving you my child. I have faith that you will return him to me safely. You will make him a better, not just a better player, better person, a better man, and you will keep him out of harm's way. That is the basic of things that a coach and program can do. And they wet the bed. I don't, it's, it, 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 Sometimes you just don't know what to say in a situation like this because you have all these different scandals and people talking about shoes and this and that, but someone lost a life. It doesn't get any more dire than that. And I know we can, we don't have much to go on because we haven't heard yet what the Board of Regents is going to come yeah, out with. Right. Where, what, what's the next step? We wait for that, but what happens now? Well, to, to sort of perhaps inelegantly tie these two topics together, you know, one thing that always frustrates me over the years when people complain about the Redskins is they yell about Bruce Allen needs to be fired and they say Vinny Serrato is incompetent and those things maybe are true or, or, or need to happen. But it's always to me such a ridiculous waste of energy because the person who is keeping them employed 
is the person you should be yelling at. If right. your real issue is with Bruce Allen, then you have to ask, why is he there? Right. Somebody up top is making that call. And so at Maryland for years, I've always thought to myself in the limited times I was around Kevin Anderson, boy, I don't get this guy. Correct. It did not seem to me like a guy who should be in that spot. But what is but what this incident has, this tragedy has brought to my light is he has a boss. Mm-hmm. And that guy put him in charge. So rather than me thinking, why was Kevin Anderson there? Right. The question was, why did somebody put him there? Why did somebody allow him to... On a much more minor way, give Mark Turgeon an extension. We did the things that I was focusing on, and now in this case, you know, I don't know if DJ Durkin was the right guy or not. But to to hire to to why why did you bring him in if if he's got this reputation of uh, maybe not being the best guy and this bully stuff? But then the, the story that came out now about the athletic department wanted to upgrade these uh, the the medical mm-hmm. situation, and the guy up top says no. That to me is like, oh, that's right. There is always a boss. You got to keep yeah. going up until you figure out mm-hmm. why is why are things a certain way. And typically, if you keep going up to the top, you will figure it out. And, and then I there's, think, a, I think we have. Then there's a board of regents whose job is to make sure the president isn't right. doing things like that. That's right. the right. whole point of having a board of regents and having those 14, 15, 16 people make sure that there's oversight over the guy who's running things. And if um, and then that goes if if they're not doing their job, then that goes up to the politicians in the yeah. state house and the governor to say, wow. Maryland, and maybe it takes something like this for that to happen because they're far removed from it. Right. But man, this is a jacked up situation. Let's fix our state university and make it something that people like us who went there can yeah. be proud of and not embarrassed of and not, you know, sad about how things are, are run. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Now, and we'll know a lot more. And we do know a lot more. We'll react yeah. to it. And you need to, to your point, it's got to be, it's got to go all the way up because they're not going to, they're going to protect themselves. Human nature, right? The president's going to protect themselves. The AD and everybody in the region is going to protect themselves. Who's policing the police? That's who we need to go to. If it has Mm -hmm. to go, you know, high to, you know, politicians to get involved in, this is a big enough deal to do that. If that's what it takes to fix this, if the people that are in place will not regulate themselves, then somebody needs to do it for them. Yep. And look, and they got Matt Canada now has to get a team ready to play Texas right. on September first. Actually, a good team too. Yeah. I think. I think they got guys. Oh, who I think play. they've they got, got talent. They multiple yeah. NFL agreed uh, potential NFL players on the offensive uh, line. Yeah, like, like three starting quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, this is a team I could see winning yeah. some games in, in a perfect world. And I don't know how the kids will react to this. And in a way, it doesn't matter. It's the least important thing, I right. guess. But they do have a season to play. Right. And and we'll see if 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 as a team and a coaching staff they're able to pull together and <clears throat> find a way to uh find a way to to treat the season as as they would have otherwise and it, that's hard to do and it, it, in the end it maybe it doesn't matter but you know they still they still do have a job to do and we'll see yeah. if they're able to go out and, and have the kind of year they want to yeah they got to get through it. i mean penn state had to oh, yeah. get through that season yeah and then try to move on from that and it's not the same situation, but because you guys haven't transferred exactly. out, exactly. So you know, they, they haven't lost the players. Yeah, they have Penn not. Did. But you know, they still got to get through the season, and the program has to figure out where, what direction is going. You know, from here. So the only certainty we do have is these guys are getting ready to play a season, and the guys that are in their locker room right now. After this season, nobody knows. All right, we'll leave it right there. Thanks for coming in, guys. George, George, thanks for having always us. Appreciate it. Ben Standing, Brian McNally. Quick, let's let's give a quick Sports Capital plug for me, please. Sports Capital, um, ad-free, subscription-based site. Um, you know, we're glad to have you guys 
Check us out. We have unlocked stories. You can see if you want to subscribe. We cover Nationals, Capitals, Redskins, um, Wizards, and um, it's, a, it's a it's a good site. We've done some good work here the last six months. We've almost been in business wow. six months, right. George. So um, hope hope people check us out. Uh, we've we've got some good content. Chick Hernandez wrote a guest uh, a guest column for us today on this Maryland situation. A guy who was on campus when Len Bias died and. We got a whole bunch of Redskins content for you now and throughout the season. So check us out at thesportscapital.com. And look, the Sports Capital brought these guys back to Richmond to hang out with me. See? Yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. That's it for the uh, this edition of the DMV Sports Roundtable. And you can find us where, Jamal? You can find us on Podcast One app. You can find us on the WTOP.com app. Just hit uh, the tab for listen at WTOP.com and iTunes. You can follow us on DMV Sports Round 1 on Twitter, at DMV Sports Round 1, I should say. George? All right. Let's get out of here. That'll do it. We'll see you next week.